Today's podcast is a little scary and not always a fun topic, so hang on tightly. Here we go. Welcome to the Inspire Your Event podcast. My name is Kevin Snow, founder of eventsbysnow.com. We're all here for two main reasons. Number one, you want to host a wedding or event that is completely unique, exciting, and memorable. Number two, you've got a passion for learning new ideas, discovering insider tips, and collaborating to raise the industry standards. I've worked full-time as a wedding and special event DJ since 2011. During that time, I've learned what makes an event successful and met some awesome people along the way. So let's discover these secrets. Meet some of these people and have an inspired event. All right. Hello, everybody. Before we get into today's podcast, which is dealing with professionalism and payment for services, I first want to point out that I am in a love-hate relationship with being a DJ. And here's why. I love it because I get to go to some incredible events. Events that I wouldn't want to pay the ticket price to attend, but now I get the opportunity to actually go to them and be paid to be at the event. That's pretty incredible. And I also get to travel and meet extremely interesting and fun people. Occasionally I meet celebrities, which is always awesome. But there are also some low points where other times I have people who think I'm just the bottom rung of the ladder. Uh, So I used to teach high school, and more times than not, people ask me, what did you do with your life to end up being a DJ? Or they'll have some sort of snide remark about how they bet everyone was really excited when they heard I quit my job to become a DJ. And it's almost gotten to a point where I have just, it's like, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's made a habit that when I introduce myself to someone, I'm, I say, so I've been DJing full time for eight years and, um, I used to teach high school theater and public speaking and it's like, I have to preface it with, but I used to teach high school, even though I keep telling them, but it turns out this is what I love to do. And then I get met with, wait, so you went to college and now you're a DJ. Heck, yes I am. The entertainment business is one of the biggest industries in the world. People love entertainment, and I love entertaining people. So that works out great. (laughs) But there is a degree of professionalism that gets lost on DJs. And mainly it's because the bar of entry to become a DJ is pretty low. There's no actual schooling or degree or even like really a real certificate or anything that you need to be a DJ. And so the standard of what most people think when they think of a DJ is low. And there's an unbelievable amount of DJs out there who are attempting to make jobs out of this profession just because they think anyone can do it and because that that entry is just not that difficult to start the job. The primary entry-level tools are not that expensive. And there's just like the idea of how hard is it to play someone else's song that everyone knows? I mean, it seems like it's pretty straightforward and easy to do, but that's just very surface level of thinking. It takes a, a lot of professionalism. It takes skills beyond just playing music. You know, the sound knowledge of uh, making everything sound right and where to speaker placement. And that's uh, even if you have a, a pretty solid knowledge of music, 
But do you know music from the 50s and 60s through today's newest hits and in all different genres? So you've probably seen the horrible DJs. I don't have to explain to you that there are bad DJs out there because there's really a lot of them. So most DJs you've seen are probably that crazy or weird DJ. And you know what? I'm okay with that. If they're working and trying to get better and better themselves, then that's awesome. And I would love to help those people. I mean, I started somewhere. I would not like to have a time machine and, and go back and see what I used to be like because that would just be embarrassing. But I also wasn't charging back then what I charge now because I have spent years. I mean, I thought I was pretty good back then, but I've spent years working small events, bars, restaurants, learning as much as I can, working night after night after night, sometimes not ever having a single night off. Seriously, I work Sunday to Sunday, multiple like bar gigs or events every night over and over for the past like eight years. I've, uh, I've been to so many parties and events and weddings, but not only that, I've played in bands, I've written music, I took piano and violin lessons for years. I've majored in the performing arts. I've been on stage. I've been on camera. I have an arsenal of knowledge and skills related to DJing under my belt. And now I have the event resume and the awards to prove where I stand in the DJ community. So my message to you is this. If you're wanting to make sure you have a DJ that is going to really do for your party what your party deserves, make sure you pick the right person. And this goes for all of your vendors. But here's a secret. Find the one vendor that you absolutely trust. This doesn't have to be your wedding planner. There are a lot of wannabe wedding planners out there. I mean, there's so many people who got married and thought planning their wedding was Fun, so now they want to be a wedding planner. Sure, it was fun. It was their wedding. Planning someone else's wedding may not be as fun to them. Maybe they don't have those planning skills. You know. So anyway, here's the secret. Find the vendor that you know and trust and ask them what vendors they recommend. And I know who my recommendations are. So there's that. Anyway, here's where this uh, podcast gets even crazier. It's going to take a hard left turn here. So I found a post in one of the wedding DJ groups I'm a member of that just really made my jaw drop. This is an actual story that ended up with over 200 comments in the group, and I just can't believe this. And of course, I'm not going to mention any names, but here's what the post said. And honestly, I can't say what this guy's microphone work is like when he's talking to the crowd or what his, what his DJ abilities are. You know, he might be a solid DJ, but all I can tell you is what his Facebook post said, and it goes like this. Need some advice. I did a wedding tonight, and all went well till the end of the night when it was time to get paid. The best man hands me a check for half of what is owed, and he says the bride and groom were unhappy with me because of my attire. I wore a nice pair of tan pants with a polo with my logo on it, in my contract, it says any special attire needed, she put none. Police got involved. The venue called the cops because they didn't pay me in full. Now the groom is on the way to jail for theft by deception and refused to pay the other half. 
Was the right thing done? And is there any suggestions on how to prevent this again? Okay, so basically I just read that post from word for word. So apparently this guy did a great job. Come the end of the night, they said they didn't like what he was wearing. And now the groom is on the way to jail on his wedding night. That story is insane. So let that sink in. Does that sound like something you want to occur at your wedding? Now, I'm not knocking this guy because he didn't dress better. He said that he told them that's what he wore. And I'm assuming his clients he's worked with in the past haven't cared. You know, but there's a time when you just have to up your game. You can't expect to dress the same for every event. And it says that he asked what he was supposed to have worn and they put none, but they probably had an expectation and they just assumed he was going to meet that expectation. So that's why, you know, for me on the first page of my client's planning guide, I also, I ask the same thing. It says preferred DJ attire. And then usually we go over this in person, face to face. That way I can get the actual answer that I need. They'll, they usually laugh and say, look, you can just wear whatever you want. Why? Like, have you had a problem with that in the past? And I'm like, I've been to events that are black tie events and you know, or I have to wear a tuxedo. And there's also been events where they're just like, yeah, wear jeans and your favorite sport team's shirt. Or it's a luau. So, you know, we're going to wear Hawaiian shirts. It's important. That question's there for a reason. And if your DJ isn't taking the time to really figure out what your event is about, you need to find another DJ. And you can insert any vendor where I just said DJ. The next problem here is that he didn't get paid in advance. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are using a quality and professional service, it is standard to have all money paid in advance. Your vendors at your wedding are going to expect that. The last thing you need to do on your wedding day is think about paying your vendors. The last thing your best man or parents or whoever should do is think about paying your vendors. It is a whirlwind of a day. You've possibly been drinking, money can get misplaced, someone expected someone else to bring their wallet, they can't find the checkbook, just it's get everything taken care of a month beforehand and then you don't have anything to worry about. Pay the extra money to have a true professional service at your wedding. There will be a contract. The vendor is going to show up. The vendor needs to fulfill their job requirement to the comparable industry standard of other professionals and they're going to fulfill their duties that they have outlined in the contract. And if they don't show up on your wedding day, you're going to win a huge lawsuit that's going to be more than whatever you initially paid. Now, I am not a lawyer and I don't know that from personal experience, but I can only imagine that's how it's going to go down. And even more than that, I'm sure you're going to blast them on social media. They're going to lose all of their credibility. Trust me, they're going to show up and they're going to do their job. No one who makes a living at this, whose name is writing on this, who could get their social media torn apart in the world that we live in is going to screw you over. Do your homework and find the professional. This is your wedding. Do not cut corners. And if this isn't your wedding, this is most likely an event that you care about. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Do not cut corners. Anyway, uh, we're getting to the end of this podcast. And uh, since I started out by defending being a DJ, 
I'm going to end that way too, even though I shouldn't have to. But this was a comment that I saw on the Facebook group about another event where the caterer actually didn't show up for an hour and a half because they got lost. And here's what the comment said. If your food doesn't show up, you can order Domino's. It's not probably what you wanted, but hey, all right. Anyway, I'm not going to make side comments. Here we go. If your food doesn't show up, you can order Domino's. If your florist doesn't show up, not good. However, if your DJ doesn't show up, party over. Always hire a great DJ who will show up and make it fun. Anyway, uh, I guess I'm going to get down off my high horse, off the soapbox, end the podcast. I hope you took something valuable away from that. Um, something I've never really said on any of these podcasts before, but I'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can instantly email me at kevin at eventsbysnow.com, or if you go to eventsbysnow.com, there's other ways that you can reach out and leave me messages. And I would love to hear stories or anything about your events or questions that you have and answer those for you. So uh, until next time, if you need a DJ, hit me up and I'll see you on the dance floor. Thank you for listening to the Inspire Your Event podcast. Like, subscribe, be a part of the inspiration to change the way the world parties. Let's get out there and do this. No more cookie cutter weddings. Visit eventsbysnow.com for more information.